so excited. Let's bond. <laughs> Welcome to This is Kingdom. This is Grace. This is Talon. This is TJ. And this week, y'all, we're going to be studying the talk, There Can Be Nothing So Exquisite and Sweet As Was My Joy by other Craig C. Christensen. Get it, Grace. Um, My favorite chapter in the entire New Testament, like I don't even have to think twice about it. Like I just know it instantly. Luke 10. No, close. Luke close. That was close. Five chapters Luke too 15. early. Luke 15. Uh, I win. Luke 15. And this is why. It starts out, it's like the three, like, it's like three such good stories. That's why they're insane. The lost things? Yes. I thought that was Luke 10. I was oh, thinking that. Okay, chapter. it is. It is. It's the lost things. It's the lost things. Which I love even more because then it makes me think of like the lost boys, which is kind of cute. Mm. You know, the lost things. But this is why. It's because it starts out and it's this story. Of like a shepherd, he has 100 sheep. Like that, it's like great. He's a super good shepherd. Like he's doing his thing. He loses one sheep. If you lose one out of a hundred sheep, see ya. You should probably just let it go, right? Like it's just like not that big of a deal. Like it's just like okay. Well, like it's just like one sheep. But if you go find it, like cool, like great, like good on you. Like let like great job. He goes, he brings it back. But this is the part of the story. Sometimes I think, and this is good too. We get really caught up about like going back for that, and I think that's legit. Like I think that's so good. But to me, the craziest part of the story is not going to find the sheep, but it's actually what happens after, and it's the fact that he throws an entire party for him finding the one sheep that's weird okay but then it gets weirder because then all of a sudden um it's this like cute little granny i always imagine her as a granny and she like loses like the story the same now. yeah now <laughs> it's a granny now a it's granny, a granny yeah. and she like loses a coin you guys a penny imagine a penny i lose a penny every day to be honest i actually don't i never have coins on me but i probably would <laughs> if i had coins like you lose pennies all of the time you can tell because when you walk in the streets you see people's pennies and they Sometimes do not you go drop looking. them and you know and you still don't even pick them up yeah, you know it's that's like so as, true. it's not worth, worth it. bending over you that know? is so true <laughs> so real um you don't even care about it okay she cleans her whole house looking for that one penny you guys Talon won't even like reach down to grab a penny when he drops it, okay? And she's cleaning her entire house. She is sweeping under the couches. She is like absolutely going crazy looking for this penny, which is cute and wholesome. And like in your head, you're like, you are psychotic a little bit, which is <laughs> wholesome. Um, but the craziest part is that after when she finds the penny, she actually invites all of the neighbors over and she's like, let's celebrate like this is crazy this is so exciting can you imagine that like if your I neighbor texted thinking you of the neighbor it's like wait what you're like they're like hey like, i found I a penny going to that. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to come celebrate that i found yeah. my penny you're like you're like weird. dude you're like yeah never talking to you again like that is weird you do not celebrate something like that like that's crazy and then even more so the boy that pretty much looks his dad in the face and says i wish you were dead like, give me all the money as if you died because I couldn't care less about this relationship. Like, then leaves and then blows all of the money, which is an insane amount of money. And then is living with pigs and then comes back, which all of that is crazy. You can take whatever you want out of that. But today, let's focus on the fact that when he gets back, his dad is like, I'm not just going to throw a little party. I'm not just going to welcome you back in. I'm not going to take you as my servant. But no, let me literally throw the party of a century for you. Like, let me pull all the stops out. Like, let me go crazy for this party. And here's the thing is we read over the party part like it is not the biggest deal. But mm. that's insane. Mm. That is crazy to celebrate things like that with a party. And it made me start thinking, why do we forget that repentance is supposed to be a celebration? 
coming back, being found, Ooh. that is actually supposed to be a celebration. And here's my hot take. There are few people that see it as a celebration. That's so good. I'm just like chewing on that right now. That's so Can I tell you what I'm wow. thinking? Yeah. I think when we're the person come back, coming back, we're so worried that the reaction is going to be people getting mad. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I think it's because maybe that happens. Maybe like in school at some point you did something wrong and you got caught and you got in so much trouble and like all these like issues followed, you know, mm. or maybe at some point you were like playing a sport and you like slipped up and you had a coach that like lost his mind and like tore you apart. I think we take those interactions and we put them on God and we like pin him with that because imperfect people in our lives did it. But I think God would like want to scream from the rooftop. I'm not like your coach. I'm not like your teacher. When you come back to me, I party. Mm, I just love thinking about celebration or repentance as a celebration right now. That's like, I'm just like taken back from that thinking. And But when I think of back on like the times of my life, when I did repent, <clears throat> those moments did feel like a celebration. I don't think in the moment I thought of it like that, but like looking back, I'm like, whoa, like that really was exciting like that yeah, was that was a fun. turning point yeah like that was something to look forward to i mean but we never look forward to repenting <laughs> we're like oh crap but you that's know? what i'm saying that's like what i've been thinking about this whole talk is that i'm like why aren't we you know like yeah. why do we not look at repentance and be like oh my gosh like there is about to be a party in heaven and here's i think you're right mm. tal like i think that like, we are so conditioned that, like, when you screw up, there's a consequence. When you mess up, there's a big consequence. And we labeled the consequence as repentance on accident. Mm. And I don't think it happened on purpose, and I don't think it was intentional, but I think subconsciously that has happened in our heads, that repentance means consequence. And that, like, and maybe sometimes when you have repented, maybe they're also, like, let's be honest, maybe there has been a traumatic experience. And maybe you did repent and you got in trouble. And yeah. maybe, like, yeah. that could be real. Mm. But, like, I just do not want people to forget that heaven is celebrating. Like, even if it doesn't feel like people on earth are, yes, that's heaven so is celebrating. And we're not even making that up. It's like scriptures. Yeah. Scriptures say that. Look, I'm just looking at DNC 18 right now, right? Remember the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. How great is his joy in the soul that mm -hmm. repenteth. And then later, um, if your joy will be great with one soul, to, to come to the kingdom of the Father. How great will be your joy if you should bring many souls? I mean, it's a lot of joy. Like, it's a lot of happiness that Heavenly Father is feeling and experiencing as we turn to Him. And I, and I man, I, I think sometimes we might get it wrong. And not to say that there's not a balance with this and we have to be temperate and everything, but just with, you know, thinking of Christ and His atonement, I, I hate the mentality of like, Oh, because I did this, like I added to his, well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is a hot take, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I hate the thought of like, oh, like, because I did this, like it added to his pain or like added every time I do this as, and I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not adding anything. The work is done. Mm, the price is, is paid. done. The price has been paid. It's just up to us now. Are we going to experience it with him? Are we going to go and have that party? Like, are we going to go and experience healing and forgiveness? It's not about us adding to his pain anymore. Like, it's done. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I, I, I wish we all felt that more. Well, what I'm thinking while we're talking about this, and I think it's important to understand, is that sometimes the earthly reaction and the heavenly reaction might be very different. 
Yep. Because sometimes the earthly reaction might look like disappointed parents, or it might mm-hmm. look like losing relationships, or it might look like embarrassment, or it might look like judgment from others. Like that's that's just reality. Like I think we'd be lying to people if we're like, man, you repent and like you're gonna have a you know just like fireworks going off. Or it like, might not be the case. Like right. that the earthly reaction. I actually can't tell you what that will be, but it is actually like so cool for me to just think like, man, the heavenly reaction mm. is constant. Like that is never, that will never change. It's set. The heavenly reaction when you repent is a party. It's celebration. Mm. And I think that like, I cannot help but think about like the person on their knees at night right now that is just like, please, like, I'm sorry. Like I did it again. Like, please. And heaven up there is just so proud. Just pots and pans and fireworks and like the biggest party of all time and the person that is walking to the bishop's office on sunday morning that just like feels like absolutely terrified like mm-hmm. there is a parade in heaven they're literally doing morning. the pre-game barbecue saying come on come yeah. on like this is it you yeah know? like that is what mm-hmm. repentance is is it is a heavenly celebration and I like remember like it was a couple years ago it was like when I first started teaching and we started talking about repentance and like something funny happens sometimes when you talk about repentance everyone kind of gets a little uncomfortable (laughs) I don't know if you guys like see that yeah and I was like okay I was like this is getting weird I was like tell me why this is weird and then we like kind of like unpacked like okay what like is what are the stigmas that you have about repentance and like how can we like get you to fall in love with it and it was interesting because one boy raised his hand and he was like Um, sometimes I think about life as a test. And when I think about life as a test, repentance means that I'm failing. I'm falling apart. Like the test isn't going well for me. Um, but sometimes I think about life as a chance to become something more. And that means that like, that means when I repent, I'm growing. And I think that there's something there that like, oh wait, like this is the process. Mm. That's what it looked like. Like when Heavenly Father sent us to earth, he looked at us and he's like, listen, I know you're going to make mistakes. That was not a surprise to him. He's not like, oh my goodness, I didn't see this coming. He's like, oh wait, like I actually thought you would mess up. Like it's not about the mistake. It is about what you do after the mistake. You know? Yeah, I'll never forget. And I've said this before on this and I'll say it again probably because I love it. But he looked at me, he's like, dude, I just want to be in the hall of fame of repenters. And I'm like, oh, like that's the goal. Like the goal is not, I'm going to be perfect. Like the goal is not, I'm going to be flawless. Like the goal is I'm going to be so dang good at repenting. And how many of us are like, I want to be the person that never repents. You know, like that's my goal is to repent as least as possible. Yeah. And if you can do that, just like live like in your room and never leave. Yeah. then if you do that, yeah, you still need to get better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, wait, you're like missing the purpose of repentance. Grow. You know? Mm. Yeah, I think I just think it's so important that like every day, like it just makes so much sense with our, our prophets and leaders just pushing us to like study and to learn about Christ because the more that we're learning about him, like the more we remember like who we're actually turning to. The more we can break from that earthly mindset and turn it more into the heavenly mindset. Yeah. Right? We're not turning to someone who is just disappointed and who just thinks we're gross and who's just like, why the heck would you do that? Like we're turning to the person who is just like so excited for our journey and our growth with him mm. as we turn to him. The person so who cool. celebrates over one lost sheep, like the person mm. who celebrates over a lost penny, like that's 
that's the person we're going back to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just feeling such a tender spot for like everyone listening that has felt guilt. And that's all of you. And I, I just like want to encourage you like this week, like repent and know that when you do that, heaven is throwing a party. Come now, fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mountain fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Praise thy mountain fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. See you next week. <laughs>